All right, welcome to Grace Point Thursday nights with Pastor Brad. Welcome you in. Father, we invite your presence, presence of the Holy Spirit here with us. Jesus, you're always welcome. We want you here with us, Jesus. We love you. We worship you tonight, Jesus. Be honored in our teaching. Open our ears and our hearts. And Lord, help me to flow out with the things that you've dropped into me already. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we've been going through chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. Paul is instructing, he's teaching, he's correcting with all patience this church. He's called them fleshly, he's called them babies. <laughs> Think back in chapter 3, they've been, he's talked about them fighting together, he's talked about their carnality, their sexual sin, their idolatry. But this is incredible, they're still gifted. Ask you a question out there. Just because you uh, operate in the gifts, does that mean you're spiritually mature? No. No. I know people that operate in the gifts that are not spiritually mature. What makes somebody spiritually mature? They have the fruit of the Spirit, they're forgiving. They're patient, they're loving, they're kind, they have joy, goodness, right? Mercy, peace. They have the fruit of the Spirit. That's what makes someone spiritually mature. The gifts, as we've talked about, are gracelets. They're gifts of God's grace. And to have a ministry gift, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. He doesn't change his mind. If you're an apostle, he's not going to change his mind about it. Even if you sin, now, you could be disciplined, set on the shelf, etc., but what you are, you are in the kingdom. And he says God doesn't change his mind about that. But you may not be mature. We have to grow. We have to grow up into Jesus. That's the goal. And that's actually the goal of the offices is that the church would grow up into Him. That's in Ephesians 4, that we would grow up in all aspects into Jesus, okay? And we've talked about these different gifts. You can even be a, a gifted pastor and be spiritually immature. How else could these preachers that have fallen into sexual immorality, they must not have been, you know, perfect. You, you hear of it all the time, different evangelists and preachers that have uh, fallen into temptation, sexual immorality. Well, they obviously weren't perfect Christians, right? They were gifted. They were great preachers. Now, you judge a tree by its fruit. What type of fruit? The fruit of righteousness. Are they patient? Are they meek? Are they teachable? That's a huge one. When someone's not teachable... For me, it just sets off alarms. Like it's, it, it sets off alarms. We need to be teachable, humble. So um, these gifts are all a part of God's grace. And I talked about the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the teacher. Paul uh, mentions administrative gifts and helps, which I didn't talk about. You know, administrative gifts are just that, gifts where people administer things in the church. Ken Kolakowski and Menti 
here in this church do our finances. They, and they have gifts of administration. They're administrative. They, they do finances. They do other things. There's other administrative gifts, gifts of help. They're just, it's exactly what it says it is, people that help. The number one gift that I personally love in the church, I would trade 10 prophets for 10 people that had the gift of helps. Brian, you've got the gift of helps. What you need in the body more than anything is people that can help. Brian just recently cut our grass down here and cut out that swath of grass down there. He had a bush hog went down there and did it. Brian's handy. He's done different things. Uh, He works the sound. He has a gift of helps. He does things. He works at the uh, Newark high school band. He sets up the band stuff for him. He, he loads up the, the van. He tears it down. He takes the kids places. He, all of these things, it's not one thing. Sam, I believe you have that gift. Someone that helps. Someone that can pitch in and give a hand. That is a very important gift in the body, the gift of helps. I love it. When you go to a mission field, you could have 15 preachers, and I mean this sincerely, Go down to a mission field, but if you have one guy that can work on diesel engines, that's the guy they're seeking out. Like, hey, I heard, what are you? I'm a pastor. Oh, nice to meet you. What are you? Uh, I work on diesel engines. Hey, wait, hey, come here with me. I need to talk to you. Can you come to my house for dinner tonight? Why? Because they need people with the gift of helps. Generally, they have enough preachers on hand, okay, or people that want to preach, so the gift of helps is, is beautiful. People that clean in the church, uh, gift of helps. Sometimes it's someone that can help you in uh, teaching Sunday school. They can actually have the gift of helps. They're just someone that's available to help out wherever help is, is, is needed. And there's all different types of gifts of help. I love that gift. I want more people that have servants' hearts that are willing to help out tear down the tables downstairs after the meals or clean up after the meals or Saturday morning, we have men's breakfast. They're making the meals. My wife has an incredible gift of helps. She's always doing things in the church helping and she's always helping people. She goes over to her sister's house once a week to help her sister out. That's because she has the gift of helps. It's a beautiful gift. We need more of it, not less. And so then this last gift I want to talk about, Paul says, um, do you all speak with tongues? Do you all interpret? Now, I I want to remind you, who's Paul talking to here again? He's talking to the church. What's he talking to the church about? The gift of tongues. He's already mentioned it earlier in chapter 12. So he's just referencing back do you all have that gift? Doesn't he say there are many members uh, and God has appointed these in the church? What has he appointed? Gifts of tongues. Where? Where? In the church. So he's talking about people speaking tongues in the church. And I'm going to show you that even more in chapter 14. Here's my question. Does everybody in the church speak in tongues? No. Does everybody in the church interpret? 
No, not in the church, not in the ecclesia. That doesn't mean that everybody in the church can't speak in tongues in their personal, private prayer language. You have to understand what Paul is talking about here. He's talking about ministry gifts, isn't he? Apostle, prophet, helps, administrations, evangelist, teacher, tongues. It's a ministry gift. Like I said, we had a lady in our church recently that had that ministry gift. That's what she did. And she might interpret or someone else might interpret. That's a ministry gift in the church and not everybody has it. And we'll get into that more in chapter 14. Okay, so now Paul, and I just kind of want to introduce this. This might be a short session this time. Now Paul is going to roll in and he's going to tell them, hey, but I'm sh- I want to show you a more excellent way. Okay, he wants to show them the way of love, but he tells them, get this, I've heard people say this. They've said, well, if I had to choose between the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, I would choose the fruit of the Spirit. You ever heard that language, people say that? Or people say, well, the fruit of the Spirit is more important. You know, we got to make sure we have that. Well, okay, I, I could agree with that. But does Paul ever tell us that the gifts of the Spirit are not important? I want to ask you. I want you to listen to hear me to answer my question. Does Paul ever tell you anywhere in the New Testament that the gifts of the Spirit are not important? Some people say, they passed away. <laughs> like, that's crazy. I'll get into that more. Does Paul ever tell you that the gifts of the Spirit are not important? Never. In fact, what he says, he says, earnestly desire the best gifts, just the opposite. Paul was telling the church folks to have an earnest desire. One translation says, covet, covet the gifts of the Spirit. So would it be wrong for you to pray for the gifts of the Spirit? Absolutely not. Number one, the gifts of the Spirit are given to every man to profit other people, everybody else. They're not given to you for your own sake. They're given to you for the sake of the body, to build the body up. It absolutely is not wrong for you to pray for the gifts of the Spirit. I am praying for the gift of discerning of the spirits. Now, I do pray. I say, God, you know, if you want to give this to me, God, I want it. You said earnestly desiring them. I am earnestly desiring that gift. I would love to walk in that gift. I pray for it. Uh, If it pleases the Lord, I know he'll give it to me. He's given me other gifts in there. So no, we are to earnestly seek after. We shouldn't be falsely modest and not seek after the gifts of the Spirit. We should be praying for and exercising and desiring the gifts of the Spirit. And yet, I'm going to show you a more excellent way. And I'm going to do that next time, next Thursday night.